You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher, somewhere in the middle of Kansas. I'm in the end of Kansas, baby. I am on the west end of Kansas. My son is out. He saw a Mexican food place down the road and said, you check into the hotel, go do your radio show thing. And I'm getting the food. He's going to come back in about an hour and he's already going to have eat. He'll sit there and he'll eat his stuff. And then he'll halfway through his torquing it all down, he'll order my stuff and bring it to me. Yeah, and it'll be cold when you get there. Last week, we fixed your uh, slice. We did. We did. We did. And if you paid attention, you went out the next day or the day after and you did not slice the ball. Since then, I have watched everyone from Tiger Woods coach to people who I've never heard of and before and probably never will again promise to fix my slice. Now, I, I think we're just being copied by everybody, but let me just preface what I'm about to say by saying that Jeff didn't promise he could fix your slice, period. He fig- he promised he could fix your slice once you told him why you sliced. Yeah. See, because there's many different reasons why. There is no one fix to a slice. No. So, no. A lot of guys want to sell that pain painting right but yeah. it's just not oh, yeah. admit, dude yeah but so many people want to buy it so many people sure do so many of us that's our problem and we're like hey if i could just get rid of this slice i could hey. break a hundred hey immortal words of pt barnum baby every minute. <laughs> every minute every minute every right? minute so i had have... a guy I, so I, had, I had a phone call today yeah i had a guy so it, it's funny I'm on the road. I'm going out to Colorado. I'm going to teach in Colorado all summer, right? Okay. So I had a guy call me, and he's in Indiana. He's trying to get in on my schedule, and I'm like, how much time do you have? He goes, what do you mean? I said, how long can you wait? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't know. I guess if your schedule's full for the next week or so, I I said, how about October? He goes, you're not that busy. (laughs) Like, well, matter of fact, I am. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I am. That's cool, man. That is absolutely cool. So, so, so what so we're we saying basically is this is the only place you're going to be able to get help from Jeff directly uh, immediately until sometime in October. So hang out. Come on back. If you got a problem, we'll fix it right here on those weekend golf guys. Yeah, you know, I do all the cooking in uh, in my house, and it's usually pretty basic. So you can imagine my wife's surprise when I said the other night, Hey, hon, what would you like to have for dinner? Would you like a uh, a shredded beef tamale bowl, or would you like maybe some uh, some vodka chicken with pasta? And she said, You can make that? And I said, It will be delicious. Notice how I so smoothly sidestepped the question. I wasn't going to tell her I wasn't going to cook it. I was just going to put it in the microwave because they are Factor chef-prepared meals. Yeah, Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious 
Well, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Now, this is kind of confusing, so listen. Head to gogofactor75.com slash golfguys120. Then use the code golfguys120 to get $120 off. That's code golfguys120 at gofactor75.com slash golfguys120 for $120 off. Uh, thanks for hanging, coming back. Obviously, you have a problem. That's why you're still here. I mean, who of us that plays this game does not have a problem? I'm John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith. He is on the road in Kansas on his way to Colorado, where he will be teaching all summer long. So if you're not in Colorado, or if you're not able to get to Colorado, then you're going to have to rely on talking to us here in order to get any kind of a fix, quick or otherwise, from Mr. Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. I was telling you this story earlier. Yeah. So the guy calls me on the phone trying to get on my schedule, right? I tell him, hey, look, it's October. But right now, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to be available till then. He's like, but but I got my I can't hit my driver. I'm like, you got to help me. I'm like, okay, so tell me a few things. He goes, well, I'm just topping it. I'm like, really, that's it? You're just topping it? He goes, yeah, it's a huge problem. And you're saying, like, it's not a problem? I'm like, no, no, no. Huh? So let's talk about it. And so we ran through a couple of things. I'm like, look, if you're having contact, the ball's sitting in the air, dude. I mean, I didn't quite say it like this, but I almost mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Let's say I was talking to you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, dude, the ball is propped up in the air on a tee, and you're telling me you're having trouble hitting it. <laughs> right? He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Now that you mention it. <laughs> so we got to go. I said, so we got to head down the road of if you're really struggling getting a club to touch a ball cleanly, so to speak. Mm-hmm. In this case, you're topping it. Like, we have to look at body angles. we got to look at a few things, right? Right. And I asked him, I said, so tell me, when you set up to any club, you, do you stand there and take practice swings? He goes, oh, yeah, love to. He said, I, I wish I could hit it with my practice swing. I, <laughs> how many times have you heard that, right? Uh-huh. And, and I said, so what do you do after that? He goes, well, then I just tip out and, and swing at my ball. Any, anybody catching the, the problem here? Uh-huh. He didn't move forward. To touch his ball, he tipped out and touched to touch his ball. So, so he instantly he stayed... took himself out of that one mm-hmm. best athletic body position that he had, mm-hmm. and he screwed it all up, tilted out, and he couldn't make good contact. So I said, "Okay, let's look at body angles for a second, shall we?" I said, "So if you're out there taking practice swings and the club scuffs into the ground, I said that's where he put the bottom of the ball, not a couple inches out." Mm-hmm. I'm like. He's like, what? Wait, what? You, you huh? You don't do that? I'm like, no, no, no. You identify where your best swing <clears throat> is going to land, and put the ball there. And he goes, mm-hmm. well, that's different. <laughs> so, I talked to him about that, <clears throat> and then I talked to him about making sure his his body wasn't foisted out uh, beyond his toes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I got him. I got him shoulders over toes. Hips over heels, arms hanging straight down, weight on the balls of the feet to the center of the foot. And next thing you know, he's like, that feels really good because I'm talking to him and he's standing on the range. So he's looking for an immediate lesson right Mm -hmm. now on the range of Timbergate. And he calls me on the phone and I'm in Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And so he's like, dang, I was hoping you were inside. Like, nope. (laughs) 
So I'm, I'm giving him this, and he's standing on the range, and he goes and he puts his phone down, puts his earbuds in. So we're doing what I'm doing now, his earbuds talking. Right. So he takes a few practice swings, and the, and he goes, okay, so what do I do now? And I said, is your ball on the tee? He goes, yeah. And I said, how far away are you from it when you're in your that best athletic stance? He said, a couple inches. I said, why, why don't you move forward a couple inches? He goes, why don't I just stretch out? I'm like, because that's what's been causing your problem. Because <laughs> you ran out of arms, because you're topping it, because your body wants to be here and your ball's out there. So you try to lean out and your body tries to right the ship in that little quarter of a second downswing you got. And next thing you know, you got too short of arms for the for the situation because the ball's too far away. Yeah. And he's like, well, that makes a lot of sense. So he gets up there and he moves in. He says, all right, I moved in of like a half an inch. I said, how about a full two inches? He goes, OK, I moved into about an inch. I said, how about another inch? <laughs> He's like, it seems awful close. I said, you're on the range, dude. What do you got to lose? <laughs> and he takes a swing at it and thwack. And he says, oh, my God. I didn't top it. I said, where'd the ball go? He goes, well, it goes straight. I said, but I didn't top it. I'm like, right. <laughs> I said, now look down, yeah. club, middle, look down at your club face and see where you tell me what the dimples marks are. And he goes, Oh my God, it's up into the middle of the face. I said, is it in the center of the head in the middle of the face? And he went, well, yeah. I said, you might want to try that a second time. <laughs> so he did. Same result. He's like, well, I'm two for two. I said, you want to go three for three? He goes, well, yeah, I sure do. I said, try it again. <laughs> you know, every time, every time I hear you tell these stories, there's, there's an overriding theme. And the overriding theme is like the, the people, the students to whom you are speaking, it's like they've never heard anything close to this before. It's like right. it's like the words from Jeff are a revelation. You know, it's it's like, come on, guy, you you haven't you haven't never taken a lesson before because you weren't reticent to pick up the phone and call Jeff this time. So obviously, you know, you're you're in the mode of taking lessons. You know, obviously, it's not the first time you've ever played golf. So why, why is it so earth shattering for the people who hear what you have to say? Because I don't they've know. never heard anything close to it before. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. I was like, come on, man. I mean, everybody seems to be focused on the swing as in the movement pattern. The, mm -hmm. I'm moving my body in this way on the way back and that way on the way down. Like, like that's always seems to be the one and only solution when it might not be. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to end the story about this fella, he hits two more. And he's like, wow, that's really great. He says, I don't even think about that. Like if I moved it out six more inches, would you think about it? He goes, Oh yeah, there's definitely a place where it needs to be. I said, thanks for making my point. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say there's a, you know, in, in the theme of all these stories, that it was just going to be the sarcasm that it was going to come out. That oh, was the, no, no. I mean, we, we accept, we, we've been listening to you for 10 years, man. We, ex <laughs> we expect the sarcasm. It wouldn't know be that. the same without the sarcasm, man. You know? No, it wouldn't. No, it it really know. wouldn't. I just, I'm amazed at some of the things that people do. And, um, so I had another guy call me today because it's it's kind of fun when I get I get most of the time I get a bunch of phone calls I can't take them 
because I'm always in lesson. So they right. always leave me voicemails, right? right? And people are used to leaving me voicemails that are just trying to get on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And then, bam, I answered the phone today because from 8 o'clock in the morning until now, I was in the car. Mm-hmm. And I had nobody else to talk to except golf pros and students. Right. So so naturally, I called my handful of golf pros, but we could talk about that later. <laughs> but so another guy calls me, and he's just trying to get on my schedule. You know, and I told him the same thing. And he's like, wow, you're that's crazy. He says, well, all right, so here's what I got. Like, he just jumps right into it. Like, I'm going to help him on the spot. I didn't even offer yet. Right. He just figured, well, I got you on the phone. I'm going to ask. So, guy's telling me about his his sand play. He's like, I just keep sticking it into the sand. I said, so where are you putting the ball? And he goes, I don't know, three, four inches back of center. I said, what are you put? What are you doing with your your hands? He goes, I got them left of center, just like all those other short game shots. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we got some trouble here, boys. <laughs> I said, how long have you been doing that? He goes, I have never been a good bunker player. I've been playing golf for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I said, have you been doing it I said, have you been doing it the same way for 20 years? He goes, yeah. Somebody told me that a long time ago that I had to do all this with all my short game shots. And I just did never, ever tried to get or be any, I could never get it out of the bunker. He says, you got to help me. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so we went through this conversation and I'm like, so you kind of get, that when the ball's three to four inches to the right, the back side of center, and your hands are three or four inches to the front side of center, you don't have a lot of loft on the club. He goes, yeah, I know. That's that where the ball isn't getting up? <laughs> like, like, oh, man. There's a revelation for you. Right? And I was nice about it. I said, yeah. yeah. But that's why it won't get up in the air. Exactly. He goes, God, I leave it in the bunker all the time. He says, he says, I feel like I'm just chipping it out or hoeing it out. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, now we I know. I never right. thought that it could have felt like that. We've got no time here. We'll we'll come back, and you too will be able to get it out of the bunker next time. Every time, if you just listen to us, we're we're coming back. We are all those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. And thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. Jeff Smith, Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. You can catch him uh, via phone for the next few months. <laughs> Unless you're in Colorado. I'm John Ashton in the studio. Jeff was talking about, uh, first off, he, he fixed a, 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 an issue about where you should, where your body should be vis-a-vis where the ball is. Uh, ball position being so important. And we've we've harped on this over and over and over again. Ball position is also very, very important for bunker shots, man. 
Yeah. I mean, for example, the guy I was just talking about in the earlier segment, right? He had the ball way in the wrong place and he had it so far back and his hands were so far forward that he just de-lofted the club so much that he was just going to dig, right? But at the same time, because the ball is so far back, the club is in this up to down portion. If you think about a swing as a circular-ish kind of motion, you know, back and up and down mm-hmm. and forward and kind of skims at the bottom and, right? Well, you put it so far back, that thing's still high up in the air. You know, the ball's down in the sand and now all of a sudden you have to force it down. Yeah. And then you got to, the, the way he had the club angle, like this guy was, you know, digging to the other side of the earth, not his ball wasn't going forward and up. So I talked to him on the phone today and I said, so I'll tell you what, I want you to think of something completely different because the way you're going about it, there's virtually no loft and it's really hard to get the club to slide under the ball. Mm -hmm. I said, so I want you to go over the, the practice bunker one time and I want you to do the opposite. I want you to put your hands in the middle and I want you to put your club head forward of middle and the ball forward of middle, he goes, that's weird. I said, I know. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I said, but what will happen is the club will come into the sand, but the club face won't be facing down anymore. It'll be facing up. He says, yeah, I kind of get the idea of that. He says, why the hands back in the middle? I said, because you've had them so far forward. I got to get talk about it like they're in the middle to keep them back. Because you're still going to deliver them a little bit different than what you started. So I want you to start with the hands in the middle and the head and the ball a little bit more forward. So he calls me back after a couple of hours. He went to the golf course and he went to the practice bunker at the local other golf course, not, not Timbergate, but he went to the mm-hmm. local other golf course. And he said, I've never hit bunker shots like that before. <laughs> he said, they went up in the air. He said, a couple of them even went higher than I am tall, and I'm six feet. <laughs> I'm like, how how easy was it? He goes, that might have been the easiest piece of golf I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't feel very comfortable with it, though. I said, works, though, doesn't it? He goes, yeah, it worked every shot. They hit a whole bucket of balls, and every one of them came out higher and floating. And I'm like, okay. So you want to do it that way? He goes, no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm going to keep doing it the other way. I said, okay. <laughs> then do me a favor. Every one of them Don't call me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Every one of them worked, and he wanted to go back to the way that doesn't work. And yeah. I'm like, I scratch my head, and I go, what is this? Yeah. Why did you call me? Because if he was ta- – let's say the guy's going to take an in-person lesson, and I get that success, and I'm actually physically standing there. Mm-hmm. And then the guy says, I don't like this. I'm going to go back to my other way that didn't work. I would just be, you know, that's like the face palm thing. You're just like, oh, my gosh, you got to be kidding me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What is that? Yeah. But that's what I heard today on the phone Jeez. while I'm driving. People are calling, asking stuff. It's crazy. I heard something uh, watching the, the tournament, um, the PGA Championship tournament on Sunday. As, yeah. um, as Mito or whatever his name is, the Peruvian dude was – was flaming out, losing his lead. Um, yeah. On on eighteen, the uh, somebody I, I saw a video of his his um, drive on eighteen, 
and there was there was a, a golf pro making a comment. It wasn't during the live; uh, it was after the fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was commenting, and he said about how he had set his hands incorrectly at the top of the swing, and you could tell on the way down he was trying to adjust. And I'm going, <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have time. I know Jeff Smith. Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> I would just put a clock on that. that. Yeah. And go, I mean, you think? You think yeah. so? You think he's trying to save it at the bottom? Right? Yeah. I don't I, mean, I don't know. Your body knows what to do. So, you know, your body may may make movements that you're not in direct immediate control of during that half to three quarter of a second move from the yeah, top. Yeah, at least to the not. Bottom. At least not cognitively. Right. 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 <clears throat> I, but it just amazes me. Right. So, okay. So the camera, the one eyed monster, as we call it, mm-hmm. shows us what happened. But it can't tell us why. Right. Mm-hmm. So we can see that. So the, the unwashed masses think that they saw something happen, and therefore it must have been a conscious decision and an effort to make that happen. Right. John, tell me, when you walk, do you intend for your arms to swing as they swing? Are you thinking no, about that? Are you trying to make that happen? It's all automatic, man. So there is something that I could record as you make a movement doing something and it wasn't intentional mm-hmm. but yet it still happened that way so mm-hmm. it wasn't like you thought about it mm-hmm. how about when you were snacking earlier in the show right right when we started you were chomping on something mm-hmm. and you were throwing it into your mouth chomping mm-hmm. how much of that was thought filled and conscious none of it yeah so that's what i'm getting at is i saw it on camera mm-hmm I was but that doesn't it. mean you were right. You were doing it. That doesn't mean it was intentional, mm-hmm. nor conscious, nor thinking about it. Right. You so, don't think when you blink. You don't think when you breathe. That's the kind of breathe. stuff that makes me. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that makes me delve into the realm of. I wonder what really made that happen differently. Here mm-hmm. we are talking about his <clears throat> his driver swing. That was different than all the other swings that he'd hit, pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. Guy stands out there and hits this little squeeze bleeder of a of a little fade, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's got that shot. And all of a sudden, here comes a different shot, and it makes you wonder. You know, all those guys want to talk about mechanics because they saw it differently. The question would be, I wonder why that was different. What was going on in his head? Were there emotional things going on? Was he... You know, was the moment too big for him, and he just started to tense up. But something different came out. I don't know. And the other thing that that the, idea. whoever was doing the commentary on the video um, did that we know is totally wrongheaded to do is he said, "Yeah, you can you can tell his his four or five swing thoughts. Well, first off, four or five swing thoughts are about six swing thoughts too many for <laughs> for somebody on a, on on their downswing, right?" Um, he said, but you can tell what those thoughts are. Don't hit it over to the right. Don't go to the right. Don't go into the water. Don't go through the trees. And it's like, no, he's a pro. He's got a sports psychologist on staff. He knows he's not supposed to be thinking don't thoughts. 
negatives you know, are not heard by the brain. You're spot on on that. We've heard that and understood that for so long. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have you send me that commentary that you're talking about. Okay. I'd love to see some of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. I, I, I had hoped that you had seen it. I said, Jeff is going to love mm-hmm. this. Jeff could do a commentary on the commentary. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, that could be <laughs> resplendent with sarcasm. <laughs> you know what I? I think you've just given us a new idea for a show segment. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Comments <laughs> on commentary. Yes. <laughs> Annotated I <really> commentary. Think, <laughs> I think we're about to. I think we're about to have a weekly special. <laughs> I think segment number three, our longest segment of the of the show. He's about to become commenting on the sports commentary. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 surprising how many experts are allowed to uh, wax prophetic in um, in commentaries that uh, <laughs> that go out as if they're, you know. <laughs> I'd love to get. I'd you know what I'd love to do. I'd like to have a show full of my friends, but you know the trouble is is that we would all want to remain anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> in order to do it, in order to do that sort of segment justice, mm-hmm. we would all have to have cameras off and names off the screen and all that. <laughs> but boy, it would be a funny segment. <laughs> yeah. I think we think we may need to take a break here, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. I, yeah, I see that too. Right. <laughs> For all of you on watching that on the show, I I just got off the road, got into a hotel room, started doing the show, and my wife is on Facebook Live, and she pops up on the screen and says, "No wonder you didn't answer your phone." <laughs> That's right, honey. I'm doing, I'm He's doing the show. Here. He's working, working here. here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so that's so good. All right. Yeah, that would be why. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're coming up to a quick break here in a little bit, about a minute or so. So that um, going back to the, the bunker guy. Um, yeah. It just he didn't want to do it because it felt so foreign to him. Yeah. I mean, he hits a small bucket of balls and he's made the decision that it didn't matter whether it would work or not. He just didn't want to do it because it felt funny. Just felt funny. Yeah. Yeah. Be surprised how quickly doing things right can stop feeling funny. It happens uh, rather rapidly when you start um, start getting it down. I mean, I can I I'm speaking to that from firsthand experience. I, yeah. I used to do a lot of things that that doing it right felt much funnier than doing it wrong, but uh, eventually you 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 know that the feeling. If it doesn't feel quite right at the beginning, then you know you're doing it correctly. Yeah. So it's, it's a good yeah. way to do this. We've got more. We do. We promise we'll be right back after Jeff calls his wife. Right here. <laughs> on those weekend conferences. That's right.
got to admit, coffee drinkers are getting kind of particular. In fact, many of us have been called coffee snobs, especially the ones who say, you know, the stuff we buy in the grocery store, we can't tell how long it's been there. It may even be stale. For maximum flavor, I want my beans roasted immediately before I drink them. And that happens with Tea Box Coffee. Tea Box is a roast-to-order coffee company, which means they don't roast your beans until you order them. They have eight different roasts, so no matter what kind of coffee you like, Tea Box Coffee's got a coffee for you. And every time you buy from Tea Box, you can earn points that can be redeemed for rewards like free coffee, maybe a discount on some exclusive merch, or even gift card giveaways to your favorite golf store. If you use the code WEEKEND, you will receive 20% off your first order. And then if you sign up for a subscription after you try out T-Box, you can keep that 20% off discount and the subscription can be changed. It can be canceled at any time. You choose the coffee you want and the frequency in which you want it delivered. It's all that simple. Use code WEEKEND to receive 20% off your entire first order. T-Box Coffee, a premium coffee for golfers. It's game on at the French Lick Resort. You could play all day starting on their championship golf courses. The Pete Dye and Donna Ross courses are amongst the best in the Midwest. Play into the night at the French Casino with slots, table games, and sportsbook. Did we mention free shuttle service and free customized planning? Visit FrenchLick.com and get started. Make your next golf and gaming trip count. FrenchLick.com. Must be 21 to enter the casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or text I-N-G-A-M-B to 533-42. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we are back. Glad you're still here. I'm John Ashton. He's Jeff Smith. We are those weekend golf guys. And it may feel funny, but it works. We, we've got to revisit, man, because it's the, the best thing you have ever taught me. And it's the hinge and thump. Yeah. That is a marvelous piece of, uh, of golf technique. Man. You know, I'm telling you, there's so many people who, who need that thing. And I, and I think it's because there's a lot of shots that people tend to need something close to the green that just gets up over the bunker because they short-sighted themselves. Or they're in the bunker, they got to get up over that lip. So what you got to do, you got to make the club come in steeply. And it's got to get below the ball. So we got to hinge it and stand the shaft up. Right. And then you unhinge it and thump the sand right below the ball. And the face is already pointed up. You're just driving it down below the ball. Yep. And boom, hinge and thump. Yep. And you know what? It works in the grass too. I got people hinging and thumping off fairways when they need to pop it up in the air. They got their lob wedge or their 56 sand wedge Hmm. and they're in the fairway and they need to throw it up in the air because the greens are slick and they're throwing it to a small space and it needs trajectory help and spin help to stop it. So the ball has to be placed at the bottom of the arc of the swing. Mm -hmm. And then if you hinge and thump it at the same time, you now get the club head speed that you need to create the spin. Right. Because if you just slip it under there, nice and casual, like you'll still get the trajectory, but you won't have the spin. Right. Right. So you got to kind of unhinge it quickly. 
and thump the turf. Mm-hmm. And if there's no thumping, there's no spinning. Yep. And if there's no spinning, there's no stopping. I know. So the hinge and thump baby not only works in the bunker and it works in the fairway lies, but it works in the light rough too. Hello. Yeah. Go away. Go away. So that's the once a week show show uh, alert, right? Yeah, this this is this this is a pet peeve, a non-golf pet peeve. This is people who want your attention and they want it now. And if they text you and you don't immediately respond, then they call you because they figure you haven't seen their text because you know that they are so damn important that the minute you see a text from them, you would immediately stop doing everything you're doing and respond to them. So what you have to do is you have to get your wife in the other room. You have to go into whatever app it is, and you have to say, I am busy. Leave me alone. I will talk to you when I am able. Thank you. Well, wasn't that a very nice PSA? You know, I just figured people, you just turned your ringer off your phone. Well, that, I could do that too, couldn't I? <laughs> yeah, I do that on the. Sh- I do that after the show. Did you notice that my wife actually joined in the show today to get online and say, "Hey, that's why you're not answering your phone." You know, why I didn't answer it because I turned off the ringer because we're doing the radio it. show. <laughs> I didn't hear it because we're doing the radio show. <laughs> and the only difference between hinge and thump out of the sand and out of the fairway is is the ball position. It in yeah. the sand it should be a little bit forward. No, I'll put the I'll put the ball position in in the depending on what kind of sand it is, mm-hmm. and and how dense and heavy it is. Right. I'll play around with that ball position, but when I'm off the fairway, mm-hmm. I want that thing at the bottom of the arc of the swing. Right. I want to strike it crisp and clean because I need great contact, but I got to have a little zip to it or I don't have the spin. Yeah. Now you can do that out of the light rough too. You know, ball's kind of sitting out halfway up, and you can zip that club right underneath it with a hinge and thump. Yeah. But, boy, if that thing's sitting up in the rough, that might not be the shot because you might just whiff right underneath that bad boy. <laughs> right? Ball yeah. up and, and the club face facing high and zipping right underneath it, that might not be the best combination. <laughs> Unless you want that ball going about a foot forward. <laughs> That, that's one of the things you have to convince yourself of, too, is, is especially coming out of the sand, is that you have to take a full swing and um, you don't you don't baby it. Even if, you know, you've only got a couple of yards of sand before the surface of the green, um, the putting surface, you need to you still need to put some force behind that that swing or you're going to find yourself woefully short. You, you will, you know, and that's the. That's the thing is we talk about rough a lot, you know, around here. Why? Because, you know, John, you miss a lot of greens and I got to give you some advice, right? That's right. Because we're in it most of the time. That's why. Yes. Right. So, you know, and I use you as the collective, you know, entire audience. Yes. And I just happen to call the entire audience, John, just it's convenient. I completely understand. Yes. That's really all it is. Uh, But the point is, is that 
you get into the rough and the first thing you realize with a lot of the rough is it slows down your club. Mm-hmm. If it slows down your club, you need a little more speed. And if you hit the ball with a little more speed on the club, it might go too far. So that way you need to have more loft. So that's when you start putting the ball a little bit more toward the bottom of the arc of the swing and the club comes in with more loft on it. And you didn't even have to risk it and open up the face. Cause right. you know, when you open up the face, you're changing the face angle of the club and the leading edge now is facing the center of the golf ball. Boy, that's kind of troublesome, isn't it? That's how you get those three foot high shots to just skip yeah. over to like three greens away. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that whole, that whole sentence of, you know, that meme that's out there going, I normally don't hit my sand wedge 185 yards, right. but when I do, it's out of a greenside bunker. <laughs> yeah. right. That kind of thing happens, right? Yep. <laughs> So, you know, I just think that if, if people pay attention to the lie, you know, with the rough and how dense it is and how grabby the rough is, how much do they have to swing at it? And if they kind of get a feel for that and they need the ball to pop up in the air, well, you might want to go at it with sand wedge, or maybe even lob wedge, mm-hmm. put the ball a little forward center, mm-hmm. close to the bottom of the arc. Right. Boom, ball shoots straight up in the air, lands softly, comes down with some great steep trajectory, and the ball just settles down. Kind of lands like a butterfly with sore feet. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I like that uh, mm-hmm. that metaphor you use there. The other thing, and, and this is something maybe we could dedicate a whole show to, is a lot of us amateurs, you know, recreational golfers, have problems because – Basically, we don't get a whole lot of time to practice. Um, we would, Let's say when you get 50 yards off a green, we have no idea what to do. Because we don't have a club in our bag, for the most part, that a full swing will take us only 50 yards. So we have to use some sort of an abbreviated swing with some sort of a wedge or some sort of a, you know, eight iron, seven iron, Texas wedge, whatever you want to call it. And those are probably the most difficult shots for for someone who doesn't get to play a whole lot to do. Correctly. Well, I think that there's a couple things, right? Realize you've got actually a couple different speeds that could actually work. Okay. And test a couple of those, right? The normal, regular, full effort one. Uh-huh. And then back down to one that you think is about half of that. Right. And then go split the difference on the effort. So you got half, you got full, and you got three-fourths, let's say. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, you realize that combination of three different levels of effort and force combined with a few different clubs in your bag. You could have every shot in from 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70 to 80 yards yeah. in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have found speeds. that like 50 or 40 yards, if I use a regular pitching wedge, with yeah. just like a half swing, you actually get spin on the ball if you hit it right. You, you know, you don't hit the highest trajectory of shots, but you get one that gets to the green and then checks up once it gets there, which is kind of nice. Yeah. But again, it's the operative consideration of hitting it right. Well, I think that that it's part of that whole thing that you hate so much, John, 
You have to go out and spend thing. some time doing it <laughs> repetitively so you could kind of get the hang of it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, know? I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just pointing that out. Yeah, it's always possible. Appreciate it's kind of funny how the the more people go out and do that repetitive action, mm-hmm. get more comfortable with it. And mm-hmm. then they get better at it. Yeah. And they play better because they've done that. Yep. Really kind of funny stuff. Yeah. And, you know, when once you have a little higher confidence level in the shot, you tend to uh, to pull it out more often, especially if you've uh, worked at it so you know that you can make it work. So well, that's it, true, right? Yeah. It, you know, that, that repetitive doing it thing all the time seems <laughs> to breed a bit more confidence. It does. And you're ready to go at the time. Yeah. And then, John, yeah. when you're faced with that bunker shot or that shot over the bunker out of the rough and you got to stop it there, you actually can stand over going, I think I know what's about to happen here. I'm going to call the shot. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to thinking, man, I don't really know what's going to go on. I hope this works. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taking a shot with, with the last swing thought being, I hope this works, is not conducive to doing it well. Trust me on that. Okay. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, I, you know who I got to get you practicing with, John? Who's that? I got to get you to come up to Timbergate one day this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I got you to get one of our favorite students of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. She's been on our show a couple times. No, I'm not practicing with her, man. She will. She'll. Yeah. I'll give up the game, man. <laughs> no. She will show you some things, right? I Ava Bunker, right? Yeah. Friend oh, of the yeah. show. She's been on us a couple times. And she's. Yeah. She's a, a pretty good stick, right? She can get yeah. it done. Yeah. But if you came up and practiced with her and watched how she learns to read a green, learns how she hits pitch shots and bunker shots and drivers and all kinds of things, and then you watch the, the, the order in which she does things, mm-hmm. and then the creativity in which she chooses those things to happen, you'd know why she's going to beat you to death every day because <laughs> you don't do that yes indeed i know that but, but with ava isn't every shot a bunker shot it, it sure is isn't it yeah. right <laughs> it sure is you know yeah. it's it's really kind of funny though you know i have an awful lot of people that i work with right but you know there's only a few throughout the course of somebody's career that you could work with that truly are going to go out and outwork everybody else mm-hmm. and like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's that one. Those are the people she's who the one are that driven. likes what she's doing. Yeah. And, and it, it is part of that, the drive, but then there's mm-hmm. also the add in the love of the game. Right. And then you add in the love of beating up your opponents. Yeah. I think that's a nice combination to have. So there's a lot of fun involved in that. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of, um, yeah, I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna work at this. Well, there's only in private. Gloating. Come on. <laughs> well, when you're around, because she, you know, she's already found out that's just kind of how it works with you. Yeah, we know. Right? <laughs> By All the right. way, I yes, think sir. she might be able to to be down in French Lick sometime in early August, as possible. Uh, that sounds cool. Just as long as she's on my team, because I want to win this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> we have a little bit more and uh, 
We're going to take a quick break. Let Jeff scarf a taco with you. We'll be right back. We are this weekend, Golf Guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Golf Guys. Facebook.com slash Golf Guys. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around. Do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now. 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-705-1451. That's 800-705-1451. Again, 800-705-1451. All right, so uh, we are back this weekend, Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, the Golf Magazine Top 100 teacher. And again, let's reiterate, you will have to go to Colorado if you have a problem and you want Jeff to fix it. Or you can come here every week and ask him a question on our Facebook Lives because we're going to be recording these. We'll try to do it at a time that's convenient for everybody. We'll move it up and down around and see what works. Everybody meaning me. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the operative considerations, Jeff, <laughs> since he's the only one that's actually working for a living. The rest of us just kind of <laughs> hang out. That's what we're going to be doing. And um, he is, as as you have heard last week and this week, he can fix he can fix what ails you. He can fix it over the phone. He can fix it online. Well, he can fix it in one of these. Well, if yeah, if if you will do it, you know what it is. It's easy to understand what he's talking about because he doesn't speak golfies. He speaks English. I translate golfies, though. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. So that's translated. So you don't have to worry about uh, remembering what he said because you didn't understand it completely the first time anyway. You will be able to know very easily what he said and how to not only repeat what he told you to do on your own, but understand it completely and just do it until it becomes natural, second nature, and go from there. So, and that's what you need to do, man, because changing anything, changing anything is going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel different. It's not going to feel right. Even if you've been doing it wrong, doing it wrong feels right, which makes doing it right feel wrong. You have to overcome that. You know, there's, there's times when people get comfortable with something Mm -hmm. and anything that changes that something feels awful to them. Yeah. Even though it might produce exactly what they're after. Yeah. And then the, the change of mind. So what I do is I give people different words. Instead of saying, this feels weird or awful, mm-hmm. I give them, this is what it feels like to hit this shot successfully. And now all of a sudden, 
they're not so resistant to it because now they can label it something different in their head as opposed to it's not my normal thing, therefore I don't like it. So what I do is I create a different shot for them and go, this is the feel of this shot. And next thing you know, they'll hit that shot because they know that I'm not trying to change their entire world of feel. Right. Just on this shot, and I'm trying to teach them to hit a specific shot. These are the feels that go with this shot for them, and then it's okay. And if it looks better, it's going to feel better eventually anyhow. Learn, learn how to do the shot right, see how it feels, and then go out and play some better golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.